Hey, just left the store. I will be there shortly. Got something for you and the baby. So I will see you in a little bit. Yeah, put the beers in the freezer. And uh, we'll have a good time. Shut the fuck up. Really? Was it worth it? Now he'll never make dinner, never again. And several people won't make it home. Texting, it can wait. No texting while driving. Brought to you by Road to Stardom Radio. Welcome, 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 everyone. The 16-year-old and one side of the exercise there. We're going to have a great show today. I appreciate you rocking with us. Let's get this show started. And we want to start off with some, some NBA, some sports news. So there's a former NBA player who's now, I think he's playing in the G League because he's trying to get back in the NBA because he wants to get medical benefits. And in the NBA, I guess they give medical benefits for life. And the reason why he wants to do it is because he has an autistic son. And those, you know, those benefits will help, you know, with his autistic son. So, so yeah. And so, you know, he went to the NBA and he said, you know. To start your show now, press one to hear Give me a minute, Charles. Sorry for the background noise. So he went to the NBA and, you know, he mean that he pleaded with them, said he needed the medical coverage. And they said, okay, fine, we're going to review, we're going to review, and we'll get back to you. So in the midst of them reviewing if they're going to give him the medical benefits or not, they come across his wife's Instagram. And here she posted on her, she got posts on her Instagram of her with $1,200 with Birkin bags. You know those are expensive. Her on private jets, trips to Dubai. So they looking like you saying you need these medical benefits. But you, you you being all lavish out there, you know, you spending all this money. You going on trips that most can't afford to go on. You buying bags that most can't afford to buy, but you, you asking us for this medical coverage. <laughs> and I get it. He did play in the NBA, but, you know, sometimes people get hurt you know, or that game ain't all that good, that they push him back to the G League to let them go back to the G, let them go to the G League so they could get better and then come back in the NBA. And that's what he's trying to do. But because of his wife's Instagram, I doubt if that's going to happen. His name is Tony Snell. A lot of y'all who are into basketball may know who he is. I don't know who he is, but... You know, this is a hot topic. This is one of the hot topics. You know, as far this is one of the hot topics as far 
This is a hot topic as far as sports news. And and I would be like, yeah, you know, I would give it to him because he has an autistic son and they really, you know, they got to take care of this, this autistic son for the rest of his life, right? And I'm, I'll be like, if I work for the NBA, I'll be like, yeah, we should give it to him. But then to see the wife's Instagram and all this lavish stuff she posting, it's like, do you really need it? I, you know, because it costs a lot, and you don't want that money draining your pocket. You don't want the medical bills to take care of your autistic child to drain your bank account. You understand what I'm saying? You don't want it to drain your bank account. What I would have did is I would have went in, because like on Facebook, and I know you could do this on Facebook, that if you want certain pictures that you post private, you can private your pictures. So if you can do that on Instagram, all the pictures showing a lavish lifestyle, I would have put those private so that they, the NBA wouldn't have been able to see it. They would have gave us the medical coverage, and once we would have got the coverage, I would have put it out of um, private my pictures and be like, you know what I'm saying? So because of his wife's Instagram, they may not be getting his medical coverage because it does, depending on your doctor, what doc, depending on the doctor and what the copay. Because you guys think that's right. You think like I know when I was going to the doctor with my mother, her copay was twenty five. I think twenty five dollars. So just think of every time you go into the doctor, right? That's $25 every time. So if every, so if you, let's say you see your doctor twice in one month. So that's $50 every month you're spending. Because I know my mom, is 20, it was 25. You know, she would have to go twice, twice in the month because one, she had to get her blood drawn, and then the next time she would come, she would see the doctor, and he would look at the, to see the her her readings from the blood, you know, to let her know if she's still in, if she's still in remission with her cancer and all that stuff. So, in every visit, she had to pay a copay of twenty five dollars, and then on top of that. If he, if the child needs medicine, you know medicine is not cheap, and you know when you go to get medicine, they give you the generic brand of what the doctor prescribes. But still, even the generic, most of the generic brands is not that cheap. And just think, if medicine, if the medicine is Let's say $250, right? And let's say the medicine lasts, let's say, for two months. Now, when that two months is up, you got to refill that medicine and pay another 200 So you just spent, so you got to calculate that by the year, 
right? And you have calculate your copay to to see the doctor. You have calculate that how much you're going to spend on the course of a year. But this is for the rest of his life. So even though your copay could be twenty, could be twenty five dollars, could be ten dollars, five dollars. You have to calculate that that for the year, every time you go see your doctor within the year, you're spending five dollars that you could you could be keeping in your pocket. If the health insurance that they have covers the copay and all that. So yeah. Uh let's see if anyone's joined us. You know what I'm saying? That you know what I'm saying? So yeah. They might still be deciding, but I hope he gets this so he can, you know, so he's not draining his bank account. Even though as a parent, that's what you're supposed to do. But yeah. For the doctor, yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. You know, when you think about it, that is a lot. You know, you think about it, $25, $25, because something could go wrong where you need to see the doctor for an emergency visit with the doctor. And because you're doing an emergency visit, it's not you're not paying the normal copay because it's an emergency visit because it could be you need to see the doctor when the, when you know before you normally see the doctor. It's not your regularly scheduled time, so it's gonna probably cost you more. So yeah, I I I hope he gets the medical coverage for his, for his family, and that they don't have to come out their you know come out their pockets like crazy to take care of their autistic son. But if autism, if they see autism as a disability, he should be getting an SSI check. The son should be getting an SSI check. The son should be getting an SSI check if they see autism. That's if they see autism as a disability, that he should be getting a check. The son should be getting a check. I was go to the Social Security Department, put his name in, let them know he has a disability, which is autism, and see what they if they can get a monthly check for him and use that money to cover his medical bills just in case the NBA doesn't. But then, the, you know what I'm saying, people who are, who got money, even, even, even you know, you may be a billionaire, millionaire, whatever. You can afford to pay the doctor fee, whatever the, the doctor fee, whatever, whichever doctor you're going. You can afford to pay that. But still, in all, there are people who can't afford to do that. They can't afford the copay. This is why they get government assistance when it comes to medical issues, Medicaid, or for the seniors in Medicare, 
but for the regular people's Medicaid, and when you get Medicaid, you don't have to pay uh, your your medicine depending on what it is. Your medicine may be at a discounted rate, or you don't have to pay for the medicine because Medicaid covers it, or it's one of those medicines that Medicare covers, so you don't have to pay it. And also cover your copay. For certain for certain doctors they may cover your copay. So yeah. I hope he gets it. I hope because of the pictures that the wife posted to Instagram doesn't really deter them from giving them the medical the medical benefits that they need. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna continue on. I'm gonna continue on and um So last night, you know, was the Grammys. I watched the Grammys from the beginning to the end. I may have, might have missed a performance. But um, it wasn't okay Grammys. I won't say it was the best. It kept, I can say it kept my attention. Because you know how you watch. You know, sometimes you watch the Grammys, like the Oscars, too, and it doesn't keep your attention, so you keep you switch from that show to another show back to that show. And um, congratulations to everybody who won. Molly Cyrus won her first Grammy. She won two last night for her song, Flowers. Kenna Mike, what the Grammys last night, in the rap category, best rap performance, best rap album, and best rap song, I think it is. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I can tell you exactly anybody who wants. And what they category we got. Taylor Swift won for Album of the Year and I think Record of the Year as well. She got two. So, Taylor Swift. No, that's just, okay. Taylor Swift, I guess the album, Taylor Swift. And I um, Olivia Rodrigo, SZA, um, Victoria Mon- Victoria Monet won for new artist. Coco Jones won. Artist. This is the new artist category. It was Victoria Monet who won. Coco Jones, The War and Treaty, Noah Noah Kahan. Fred again, Gracie Abrams, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll. 
the song of the year. Billy Eilish won. <laughs> Billy Eilish and her brother won. Um, and in the category with her was but John Patiste, Dua Lipa, Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, Olivia Rodrigo, Molly Cyrus, SZA. So for rock album, we got winner Killer Mike. He was in the category with Drake and Twenty One Savage, Metro Boomin, Travis Scott, and Nas. Okay. For record of the year, record of the year, Molly Cyrus won for Flowers. In that category were her was John Patiste, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, Victoria Monet, Olivia Rodrigo, Boy Genius, and SZA. Rap song, I told you. Rap song, winner was Future. I think it was Killer Mike. I think it's Killer Mike's song called Scientists and Engineers is featuring Arn. Future, Andre 3000, and James Blake. And then you had Nicki Minaj and I Spice was nominated for Bobby World. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert, Just Wanna Rock was nominated. A Drake and 21 Savage song, Witch Flex. Doja Cat Attention. Then the pop duo slash group performance. With SZA and Phoebe Bridgers, she won for Ghost in the Machine. Lana Del Rey and John Patiste. Taylor Taylor Spice and Ice Spice had a song together. Lord. Molly Cyrus and Brandi Carlisle for their song, Thousand Miles. Lily Eilish and Labyrinth. So, so Grammy Grammy Award for Best African Music Performance, which wasn't televised. Tyler won for Water. Also in that category was Ama Piano, Davido, Burner Boy, Olamide, Araya Star, Musa Keys. Okay, music video. The Beatles is the Beatles one. That's the music video. The Beatles one in that category with the Beatles was Billie Eilish, Tyler Childers, Kendrick Lamar, Troy Sivan. Miley Cyrus. Oh, oh, so Flowers Miley Cyrus. She in that category with her was Taylor Swift, Billy Eilish, Doja Cat, Olivia Rodrigo. Global music performance. Uh Chateau. Pasha T I P A S H T I don't know how to say her name. They won. 
Whoever that is. Um, oh, Zakir. That's in the Pasha told his name of the song. Zakir Hussein is the winner for Best Global Music Performance. Burner Boy was in that category. He should have won. Davido, uh, Abraham, Ibrahim, Falou. Between Burner Boy and Davido, they should have won. I don't know who these other artists are. Best pop vocal album, Taylor won for that. She was born against Olivia Rodrigo, Ed Sheeran, Miley Cyrus, Kelly Clarkson. Global music album, Shakti, Shakti, uh, Davido, that's who won. Uh, Bocante, Burner Boy. Susanna Baca. Alternative music album. Boy Genius won that. Uh, Lana Del Rey. The Car. Oh, Arctic Monkeys. I'm sorry. It's Arctic Monkeys. PJ Harvey. Gorillas. Wow, the Gorillas is back. <clears throat> but. Uh, Boy Genius won that category. Metal performance, which I don't think was the win. Metallica. Wow, Metallica still making music and they won a Grammy. I'm not mad at that. Wow, Slipknot. They're still making music. Slipknot was in that category. Disturbed, I don't know who that is. Spearbox, I don't know who that is. Ghost, I don't know who that is. Slipknot and Metallica are OGs in the metal category. Rock album, Paramore. Okay, Paramore. I didn't know they were still making music. Uh, Metallica was also in that category, but Paramore won. Uh, who else? Queens of the Stone Age. I don't really know who that is. Greta Van Fleet, don't know who that is. Foo Fighters, I know who that is. I love the Foo Fighters. Nick could have won. Dave Grohl and them could have won. Uh, rock Song, um, Phoebe Bridges is the winner. David Grohl, that's uh, David Grohl, that's uh, Foo Fighters. Um, Mick Jagger was up for a Grammy. Olivia Rodrigo was in that same category. Josh Homan was in. Okay. Okay. For best pop dance, we have Calvin Padum. He was the winner. Wait a minute. He swept. L says Grammy won for Best Pop Dance Recording. So, Paddle, Paddle, I guess won three Grammys last night, whoever that is. Because he, he, he worked with Kylie Minogue, Guy Nasty, um, Peter Rycroft. Do not know who Paddle, 
pattern is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's continue on. In that category with him was Johnny Goldstein, Rush, um, Anna Marie, or I don't know, Alex Gania, uh, Anna Marie, B.B. Rexa was in that. So producer, non-classical, Jack Antonoff won. Uh, oh, Hit Boy was nominated. Congratulations to Hit Boy. Whoever D Mile is, I don't know who D Mile is, but I think he worked on Victoria Monet's album, so he got he got nominated for a Grammy. But Billy Eilish and Phineas, her brother, they won. So Phineas is because he works with his sister, he gets a damn Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Why not keep it in the fit? Hey, shoot, I'm the vocals, you the behind the scenes, and we both getting Grammys. So I'm sure he's got just as much as many Grammys as she has because if she wins in those categories and like for best song or whatever. He gets in the war with her because he wrote the song with her. Um, the next uh, song. So this category is song written for visual media, and the Billie Eilish won that one from because she was her song was on Barbie World. Uh, Barbie World by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj. Rihanna was nominated with Lift Me Up. I think that was is I'm I'm trying to think. Lift me was that I forgot what movie that was lit. I don't know if it was the Black Panther soundtrack. I can't remember what movie Rihanna's song was for. Best reggae album. Julian Marley wins. Think that's Bob Marley's grandson. In that category with him was Burning Spear, Beanie Man. Okay, Beanie Man, Boogie Bonton still. Collie Buds. Okay, they still making music. Best alternative jazz album. Ah. My girl won Michelle Michelle Indigo Cello. I can't see one. That's my girl. See, my girl. That's my girl. R&B performance. Best R&B performance was won by my girl Coco Jones for her song "I See You." In that category with her was Chris Brown, "Summer Too Hot," Robert Glasper. Alex Isley, my girl, and Sir for Back to Love, Victoria Monet, and Scissor. Boy Genius won for Rock Performance. Uh, country Album. Lainey Wilson won for Best Country Album. In that category with her 
That's Kelsey Ballerini, okay. Brothers Osborne, Tyler Childers, and Zach Bryan. Victoria Monet won for Best R&B Album. In her category was Babyface. She beat out Babyface. She beat out Summer Walker. <coughs> Emily King. That name sounds familiar, but not for no R&B. Coco Jones. Best rock performance. We got Killer Mike again. He beat out Kendrick Lamar. He beat out Black Thought. He beat out Coyle Ray. And Drake and 21 Savage. Music film. So I guess music that's in the film, like who score. I guess musical score, you could say it that way. David Bowie won for Moon Age Daydream. Kendrick Lamar was in that one, that category as well. Tupac Shakur, Dear Mama. Uh, Lil Richard. Wow. R&B song winner is SZA for Snooze. Haley Bailey was was nominated Coco. Victoria. Robert Glass. Melodic rap performance. What? Melodic rap performance. All my life. Lil Durk, featuring J. Cole. Lil Durk won the damn Grammy. Lil Durk and J. Cole won a Grammy. I never heard of this category. Melodic rap performance. And SZA was nominated in that, as well as Doja Cat. Drake and 21 Savage. Burner Boy and 21 Savage. Dance Electric Album. Fred again was the winner. You have James Blake in that category. The Chemical Brothers. Skrillex. KX5. Contemporary Christian Music. Lecrae and Tasha Cobb. All right. Congratulations to them. Uh, who else is in the cat? Maverick City was in there. Cody Carnes. Um, Lauren Zable, Jason Ingram, Jordan Sparks. Surround, I never heard of this category either. Surround Sound Album, Diary of Alicia Keys. So Alicia Keys won a Grammy last night. She was up against Michael Romanowski. Michael Romanowski again. Michael Romanowski. Uh, Aaron Short. Here's another category I've never heard of. Recording package. And the winner was Stuntwork, Dry Cleaning, Luke Brooks, James Thesis, Buck. I've never heard of a, a lot of these categories. Think why they have a pre televised, a pre Grammy celebration. All these damn categories can't be in that three hour long show. A musical theater album. Let's see here. The Broadway show, Some Like It Hot, one. 
Uh, they were up against Chuck Parade and Sweeney Todd. Best country song was Chris Stapleton and Dan, Dan Wilson. White Horse, congratulations, Chris. In that category is Tyler Childers, Gino Steele, Zach Bryan, Casey Musgraves, Brandy Clark, Jesse Joe Dillon, Ashley Gorley, Charlie Hanson, and Jacob K. Best Latin Jazz Album, Sid Del Barrio, Volume 2, Miguel Zanon, and Louis Fordormo, they won. Congratulations. Elaine Elias, Quiet Tune. My Heart Speaks, Ivan Lennis, Tbilisi Symphony Orchestra. That's who's in the category. Cometa, Luciana Souza. Trio Corrente, Vox Humana, Bobby Santa Maria, Multi Voice Big Band, Jazz Instrumental Album, Billy Childs, The Winds of Change, Dreambox, Pat Metheny. I don't know who these jazz artists are. Oh, Adam Blackstone. I know who that is. And he didn't win for Legacy. The instrumental John. <laughs> he's from Philly. So you see John, that, he's from Philly. J, you see J-W-N. That means the person from Philly. Gospel album, Ty Trivet. Congratulations to Ty Trivet. That should have been televised. So also at the Grammys, the Fox sisters, Got the Lifetime Achievement Award, and that part wasn't even televised. The Grammys got to do better because a lot of these categories that should be televised were not televised. Like the rock category, the gospel category. Like, I get it. It's a lot of categories. I get it. And that's why you have a pre-Grammy show for those categories that don't get televised and then you throw the rest of them on the televised show? No. Uh, in that category with Ty was Jonathan McReynolds, Maverick City, Erica Campbell, Tasha Cobb Leonard, songwriter non, non-classical, Saron Thomas, He won. I guess the song is his song that he got the Grammy for was Pretty Girls Walk, Told You, You and I. In that category with him was Shane McNally, Start Nowhere, Never Grow Up, Jesse Joe Dillon, Justin Tranter, Edgar Barrera, Compilation Soundtrack Provision. There's a lot of categories. And there's a lot of I don't know. But congratulations to Kyle G because she did win. And 
So, Scissor One for Urban Contemporary Album. She was going against Diddy's album, Janelle Monae's album, Black, Six Black, or Black, whatever he called himself, James Fontenoy, Nova, um, Contemporary, wow, they got Larkin Poe is the winner for the best blues album. Oh, none of these days when it comes to, to, to blues. Best folk album is won by folk greats, icon, Joni Mitchell. At 85 years old, Joni Mitchell won a Grammy. I don't know if she's ever won a Grammy, but at 85 years old, you won a Grammy. And she performed on the Grammys. So congratulations to Joni Mitchell. Uh, Paul Simon was in her category. Rufus, Rufus, Rufus Wainwright was in her category. The Milk Carton Kids, Old Crow Medicine Show. I'm sure Paul Simon didn't mind losing. To the legend, Joni Mitchell. So, score, soundtrack for visual media. Ludwig Goranson won for Oppenheimer. Okay, Black Panther soundtrack. He also did the Black Panther soundtrack. Wow. But he won for Oppenheimer. He should have won for Black Panther. It's Black History Month. He should have won for Black Panther. Um, Mark Ronson for Barbie was in that category for for Barbie. The Fablemans, John Williams. He also did Indiana Jones. Traditional R&B album. Congratulations to P.J. Morton for winning that. Congratulations. I don't know who Keon Dixon is. Okay, I know who Keon Dixon is. He just did R&B Money with Tank and Jay Valentine. So now I know who he is. He was nominated. Sizzle was nominated. Babyface. Uh, Earth, When the Fire was turned. Oh, it's Sarah Monet's song. Uh Country Duo Sounds Good Performance. The only one I know is, um, wow, Vince Gill still making music. The only ones I know is Chris Stapleton, Jelly Roll, Vince Gill. Oh, Dirk Bentley. Okay. Dirk Bentley was one of the writers on the song. Okay. He was one of the artists on the song. Oh, they have a category for song for social change. We have Refugee, which won. That's Kanan C. McEwen and Joe Eaton. Spoken Word album, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama got a Grammy. 
in her category was Bernie Sanders, Rick Rubin from Def Jam. That's how you would know who Rick Rubin is. Meryl Streep was in the category. Wayne Shatner was also in the category. But Michelle won. And, and. Let's, let's keep it going. Uh, there's a lot of categories. Classical instrument. I didn't even know people still make classical music. Yu Yu Jia Wang, she won. That's nice to see a woman win win a category. Not to say that women don't. A lot of women don't do classical music, but you know, most of the time you classical music, you hear a lot of men. Congratulations to her, and she's she's Asian American. She's Asian. I want to say Asian American, but she's Asian. <laughs> and um, congratulations to her, for real. Congratulations to her. Yeah, that's okay. That's a Latin pop album. Gabby Marine Moreno. She won. Maluma was off category. Paula Arenas was in that category. Pablo. Alboran, Pedro Capo, okay, let's see here, that's it, I'm not going to read no more categories, also, also, you know, Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z won the Dr. J Global Impact Award, and he made a speech. And for those of you who watched the Grammys to the end and you saw his speech, and he said that some of you are going to be mad that you didn't win, but some of you are going to feel that you were robbed. And then also in that same thing, he said some of y'all shouldn't have been in that category. And he said he talked about Beyonce without saying her name, but we knew he who he was talking about. And he's right. Some people say, well, because she got thirty two Grammys and didn't get this get this one Grammy in this category, you know why? She's not complaining, but it, it doesn't make sense that if the artist. If we're going, if we're basing our vote on who had the best-selling album, right, even though Taylor Swift did have a good album out at the same time as Beyonce did, if we go by numbers, maybe Taylor's numbers, maybe Taylor's numbers was better than Beyonce's and but we also have to understand that the people who are voting in these categories as the Grammys is is people who don't really listen to the type of music they are voting for. So, you, um, Joni Mitchell is eighty five years old. And she just won a Grammy. 
Now, there are people who are members of the academy that vote that that could be in Joni Mitchell's age range and know who Joni Mitchell is and they've heard her music before. And they probably looked at all the other people are part of that category and said, I don't know who none of these are. They know who Paul Simon is, of course, but they probably say, I don't know who these other people are. I know Joni Mitchell. She's an artist that I listened to growing up or whatever. So they chose Joni Mitchell over Paul Simon. Which I'm not, in that category, in the folk music category, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that, that the icon Joni Mitchell got a Grammy. At 85 years old. I am not mad at that. But in some of these other categories, in some of these other categories, when you look like who's nominated in these categories, like I've seen TikTok videos where people were like saying, who that, who is Killer Mike? These young kids don't know who Killer Mike is. And if they do, if they've heard of him, they heard of him more for his activism than him being a rapper. So, you know, they hearing this, right? So they hearing his name sweeping the rap category, all three rap categories he swept, and they're mad. They they feel like he shouldn't have won. Some, Drake or somebody else should have won. You know, they feel like that. Killer Mike deserves those Grammys he won last night. Just because you're at an age that you don't know who Killer Mike is, you need to go look him up and learn and learn about Killer Mike. Killer Mike been doing this for a long time. The first time he won a Grammy is when he was on a song with Outkast, and that song won a Grammy. And they said that was 20 years ago. Killer Mike is is either older than me, a few years older than me, or around the same age as me. And for you to for a person to be just like I said, Joni Mitchell's eighty five. Killer Mike, if Killer Killer Mike is like fifty years old, so and he said you can't tell him when he when he gave his speech, he said you can't tell me there's a god. Because for him to win, sweep the category, the rap categories at the Grammys, you can't, you got best rap performance, best rap album. And when you, when you, when you are a person who's voting for the, who gets a Grammy and you look, because I know me, I would be looking at the list and be like, I don't know none of these names. I don't listen to none of this music. That means I gotta go into my Spotify. When I when they give me the categories for me to vote, I'm gonna have to go into my Spotify and look look up these artists and listen to the song just to see who's deserving of that Grammy. People pick who they know. I think a lot of these members pick who they know. They probably, like I said, they probably do go look these artists up and listen to it. And be like, 
I don't like none of this, but if 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 I had to choose, I'm gonna choose the one I can tolerate. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so getting back to like I said, getting back to uh Jay Z when he said when he was nominated category and DMX, and the same time, DMX put out two albums that went number one. Two albums that went number one. And he wasn't nominated. Jay-Z said he boycotted. He didn't show up. He didn't show up. He, he said he watched it on TV. He, said, he talked about when Will Smith, well, Jazzy Jeff, and the first prince, which is DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, when they first added, the first time they added category, they won. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the first prince won, but it was never televised, and so they boycotted, and they went to a hotel. And watch it on TV. Earlier, Roland Martin talked about Jay Z's speech and what he said. He said, Roland said this. He said, Jay Z and Beyonce should have never showed up for the Grammys. Because if you mad that the Grammys is not televising the rap category, he said, if you want to take a stand, you shouldn't have showed up. And Dr. Dre should have said, should have said, or he and also Roman said he shouldn't have accepted that award. He shouldn't have he shouldn't have accepted that award. All right, and that Dr. Dre was there, who the award is named after. He was there. He should have said that until they televised the rap category, they're not, you know, take a stand, not show up, and tell, and tell them why you're not coming, because, and then make them televise the rap category. And you know what the game's excuse is going to be? We have We have too many categories to be televising all of them. Yeah, you, you you have us perform. You have us perform on the live show, but you're giving us our awards during the pre-show. That's why when you hear on the Grammys, if they when they announce somebody who's about to perform and they say they already won a Grammy, because the pre-show is where they got their awards, like. I like if I get told if I get told I'm nominated and I'm going to be in a category, I'm going to ask the question: If I win, is it being televised? If they tell me no, if you win the pre-show, you will get your Grammy. Then I'm like, well. 
if I'm not coming and if I'm not coming and if I win, send send me in the mail. <laughs> Don't send it to me at all. You can keep the Grammy because why is my category not televised? And don't give me that don't give me that crap about too many categories to be on the because before they used to do like the best gospel album that used to be televised the jazz when they that best jazz album that used to be televised they acting these categories out and only putting in certain categories. Like the people, like all those categories I named, none of them people were named as winners during the live show. Yes, those people are probably, those people are not complaining. See, I, I'm not one to like being on camera, but for this, And you know what's you know what's crazy? Somebody said this. They said they said Beyonce and Jay Z show up to the Grammys when it comes to the B E T Awards, the Soul Train Awards, like the Black Awards, put it that way, they're not there. At the the award show they should be at is the award shows that's for us by us. You know what I'm saying? Those are the award shows they really should be at. But oh no, it was okay it was okay to me. Wasn't nothing exciting. Cause you know you know when you watch an award show and it's exciting, you you go on social media and you talk about it while it's going on. You be like, oh, did you see such and such perform? There was none of that going. I don't know. I have, I haven't, I didn't check social media to see if anybody was talking about the Grammys. I just the Grammys. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just was watching the Grammys. So yeah. So yeah. That's enough about the damn rings. I don't talk about that no more. Um, so I guess we're gonna talk about some beasts. We're gonna talk about some rap beasts. So I guess Lotto has beef with Corey Lorraine, I Spice, and some other female rappers in the game. Because she dropped the album cover for her single that she's releasing on Friday, either single cover or album cover, and they say that Ice Spice is on the cover, Koi LeRae, Nicki Minaj, they said Little Kim, um, Little Kim. Missy Yellen, but I was like, why would she have beef with two icons in the game that if it wasn't for them, like, what if it wasn't for them paving the way 
that she wouldn't be doing she wouldn't be able to do what she's doing. So I think I'm you know, I think she has deep I don't think she has deep with Missy and Little Kim, but but I think she just put those pictures because she knew that it would draw attention. Because it would draw attention. Let me see if I could. Let me see if I could find it. So they said she did drop it on social media. Let me see if I could find it. Uh, let's see here. Let me look her up on Instagram. Okay, let's see. Cause everybody's face is blacked out. This is a clip from the the song she's dropping, and I see Corey Ray. I see May. Okay. See I Spice, Corey Ray, Megan Thee Stallion, Missy Elliott. Uh, sexy red is in there. Uh, see, oh, this is a video clip, but I can't because the vi- I and I think left eye is in there. I don't know. I'm gonna play the video. Let me just. I don't think y'all be able to hear it. So, but in this picture, I see, because I know. I can tell you, uh, like I said, Megan, Nikki, uh, I-Spice, Coyle Ray, Lil' Kim, I don't know who a lot of these other people are, so. So, yeah. And I think her and Ice Spice, I keep saying Ice Spice, it's Ice Spice, it's I-C-E-S-P-I-C-E. But everybody be saying Ice Spice, but it's really Ice Spice. But, um... I think they were going back and forth, and Lotto pulled up to the Bronx where Ice Spice lives. Twenty the black suburbans going down the block because she was shooting the scene for her video. <laughs> that that right there, that's that's a bold move right there. And the reason why I say that's a bold move right there, if they do got beef, a little beef going on, that's a bold move right there. Because you know, you know how when people get into arguments, they always say to the they they always say pull up, pull up, like to where they at. They always say pull up, pull up. 
Well, she pulled up. Can't say she didn't pull up. And some people, people online were saying, why she, why she got twenty cars? Da 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 da. I'm not pulling up to the. I'm not even from the Bronx. Why would I pull up to the Bronx? If I'm not from the Bronx, why would I pull up to the Bronx by myself? What kind of idiotic shit is that if I got beef with somebody in the Bronx? I'm not pulling up by myself. She ain't pulling up by herself. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I think the beef she had with Carla Ray was about somebody she was dating. The beef she had with Carla Ray, I think, was was about somebody she was dating. Like, if it was, if you knew me and this person was dating, why would you mess with them after me? If he's supposed to be cool as as rapturous in the industry. If we supposed to be cool, why would you want to mess with somebody I don't mess with? Like, I don't shit. I don't mess with community. I'm one of them people I don't mess with community dick. Meaning that if he's, if I'm not the only girl he's talking to and this other girl, and and he's sleeping with, mm-mm. If we supposed to be cool, and we supposed to be cool, um, then you you shouldn't do that. But sometimes you can be cool with somebody and you can like a dude, but he's not your boyfriend. You just like him. And then, but you got to understand, like, there could be a dude you like, and you could tell a, a, a friend or somebody else you like them. Because this person, because you told this, you told this person you like this dude that he's supposed to be off limit because you like him. Because you like him, and we cool, he's supposed to be off limit. But I mean. You can't, she may, as as your friend, she may not set those boundaries, but he's going to set those boundaries because 9 out of 10, he don't know you like him. 9 out of 10, he don't know that you like him, and he may see your friend and may like your friend, but your friend is like, nah, I can't kick it with you because, because of, like, your friend is probably turning him down, saying, no, I can't kick it with you, whatever, whatever, and he's trying to figure out why. And who's to say y'all not liking the same, like, y'all telling each other about the dudes y'all like, but y'all not mentioning any names, and y'all can be liking the same dude and not know it. I think I saw either in a TV show that happened where the friend was telling the friend about a guy. They both were telling each other about a guy that they liked, but they didn't mention any names. And 
when the girl saw her friend with the guy she liked, <coughs> she was mad and didn't want to see her friend no more. And and you know, and you know, started saying stuff about her. That's not true. All because she's talking to the dude. Yeah, you told her you like a guy, but you never mentioned any names. So if I tell you I like somebody, I don't tell you their name. You don't know. Just because I tell you I like somebody, I don't give you a name. You don't know who it is. It could be anybody. Because neither one of you mentioned any names, it could be anybody. And But if the dude approaches her, you can't be mad. You can't be mad. You know, like, my friend likes you, da 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 she really likes you. I understand you hollering at me, but I can't do that. I'm not going to mess up my friendship. I'm going to say this. If you and a friend like the same person and y'all have this agreement to where neither one of you were talking, if he approaches your friend and is hollering at your friend, let her have him. I get it. We we fall for people that is not meant for us. We think, you know, because cause most of the time we see pretty face, nice body, and all that stuff that we see all of that, that we, that's what we fall for. Nothing else, just that is what we fall for. Yep. It's crazy. That's what we fall for. And I'm, if my friend, me and my friend like the same dude, if he likes, if it turns out he likes her, she can have him. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop my friend from being happy in love because we like the same person. He made his choice of who he wanted to be with. It wasn't me. I don't. I hope he's not one. This is the thing. I hope that he's not one of those guys that if it don't work, if it don't work out with the friends, they not they want to jump. They now they want to talk to you because it didn't work out with the friends because he know you like him. No. Once you start messing with my friend, there's no, there's no, there ain't gonna be no interaction between us. Uh uh-uh. uh. So once you start messing with my friend, there's not gonna be any type of interaction between us. There's not gonna be any type of. None of that because the people do, there are people who do mess with people behind their friends' back. Here you are telling your friend how you feel about this person. Right? Here you telling your friend how you feel about this person and, and all that. You saying how good this person is, and 
because of all the stuff you're saying, they wind up behind your back talking to that person, knowing how much you like that person. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, Lotto, I don't know if it's a, if it's a diss track or not, but you can go look it up on her Instagram. It's Lotto777. That's her Instagram. You can see it on her Instagram. And you can make a decision if she got beef with these people. Yep, you can make your own decision. Um, but I talked about Hollywood Online. Yeah, and I'm going to share this with y'all. It says Benzina, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. Benzina shares a list of stars who are speaking out with him against Eminem reportedly being racist. They're trying to say Eminem is being racist. So it says here, looks life, it says the Xena legendary underscore looks life, our stars are finally, finally speaking out against racist Eminem. Hashtag Black History Month. It says, Camera Kings underscore Nate, I'm just here to read the excuses people make. To justify racism. Is this real? I'm off M for life. This hurt. This hurt. Sad day. It ain't. It ain't so. Fifty cent. What's really good? Mark World War Two. Investigate his background. So they trying to say that Eminem is racist. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> DCM5, man. It says, Nick Carter Green, you heard what the MS said about his mama, and you thought he cared about us? Somebody said, never likes his music anyway. Little Wayne is the GOAT. Backfired and made him even bigger. White people. Okay, let's see here. It says, if this is true, I'm assuming her. I love me some M. Lord, no. Comedian saying, and yet people still give M props. Sad. Um, says, underscore time me. At underscore T-Y-M-M, me neither. Since day one, he get mad and say the most about black folks. Let's see. Okay. I don't even know if it's true. All these people commenting on the Benzino post, don't even know if it's true. 
and Kings. Oh, man, she's supposed to be Beyonce last night at the Grammys. Let's see what else Hollywood Unlocked got. Okay. Says the Tori Monet pins a sweet message to her idol Beyonce. The legacy that has absolutely been my artist development. Okay, she said, Dear Beyonce, my queen, my idol, my inspiration. I was extremely nervous to come say hello to you. I swear I'm usually not even the type to have the courage. But as soon as we spoke, I felt a calm over me. It felt like home. And I know that sounds crazy, but I felt it and that had to be God and some guardian angels too. God knows how much I love you, how you musically raised me and trained me to be a better performer by watching and experiencing you. And how many solar concerts I've had in my room, dreaming and singing into a hairbrush or remote. When your albums and visuals drop, you're my Diana, my Tina, my Rita. My day, the legacy has absolutely been my artist development. The best blueprint any performer could ever ask for, but never ever to be compared. The only one, B. The way you have racially balanced motherhood and world domination is to be studied. The vulnerable display of this balance in your films and in real time have helped me crawl out of postpartum and in a lot of ways save my mind's life. You're the you're the best. I know I am your being self proclaimed biggest fan, but there's a lot of these in this hive and the honey is endless. Thank you for your beauty and grace and legacy that continues opening doors for so many of us black girls and for taking the time to speak to me on the biggest day of my career. You've always been here all along. I love you forever, always. Now, here we go. Kanye West speaks. I have not been allowed to perform in a year. Feels like the Elvis Presley movie. No one's stopping you from performing. You're stopping yourself because of your antics. People wouldn't mind booking you, but because of your antics, no one wants to book you. That's your fault that you ain't performed. Because of your antics, you got other artists that rock with you, that used to rock with you or not rock with you anymore. Yep. All because of your damn antics. 
all because of your answers. There's a video I had talking. I don't want to hear it. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> let's see. Travis Kelsey says, absolutely ridiculous after New York Times gives some credit for popularizing the free haircut. Oh, it's a video. So, okay. Oh, no, it says... So, so this is from Hollywood Unlocked, and it's an update. It says, medical examiner confirms that the baby decapitated in Atlanta hospital has been ruled a homicide. Lord have mercy, it says, Georgia couple suing doctor for allegedly decapitating baby during delivery files another lawsuit. He's accepting doctor are posting images of the dead infant online. Southern Regional Medical Center denies allegations and lawsuits filed by Georgia couple claiming their newborn was decapitated during delivery, says the doctor is not an employee of the hospital. Let's see, we get more. Let me see. Says so I read okay, let's go back. Okay. It says here, as we previously reported, the shocking incident happening back in July when a lawsuit was filed against the doctor and the hospital, alleging that excessive force was used and surgical intervention was delayed, resulting in this unimaginable tragedy. The parents of the baby, Jessica Ross 20, and Trayvon Isaiah Taylor Sr. went into labor with their son, Trayvon Isaiah Jr., uh, on July night, a Southern Regional Medical Center, Clayton County, after about 10 hours into Ross labor, their lawsuit stated that baby came, became stuck and was eventually decapitated. The lawsuit claims doctors pulled on the baby's head and neck so hard and manipulated them so hard that the bone in the baby's skull, head, and neck were broken. As the situation went public, the hospital southern <coughs> excuse me, uh, the hospital Southern Region Medical Center denied the allegations, citing privacy laws that prevent them from discussing specific patient treatment. However, the lawsuit also finds that the hospital staff tends to cover up the incident, adding another layer of concern to this already devastating case. The parents were seeking unexpected punitive damages in their pursuit of justice for their baby's untimely and horrific death. Southern Regional Medical Center denies allegations in the lawsuit filed by Georgia Couple claiming their newborn was decapitated during delivery, says the doctor is not an employee of the hospital. How is she, not in the, how is she performing a procedure if she's not a doctor at the hospital? 
Like, I get it. I Like, I get it is, you know, if your doctor, if you go to the, you don't go to the hospital that your doctor's at to have your delivery, you wind up at the closest hospital, but it's not an employee of the hospital that doctors should not be performing any type of surgery on anybody. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my Lord. I don't even want to share this story. So, yeah. Wow, I I remember hearing about that story, but I didn't know the the gist of it. But that's crazy. For real, that's crazy. So somebody, somebody on social media said, normalize lying to people who ask you too many questions about your personal life. And Hollywood Unlocked asked the question, should we, should we normalize this? Okay. I hear where the person's coming from because people just, this is, people are, some people are just nosy and want to be in your business. So you say things, you say things like to get the, you say anything, like you lie to get the people off your back. Things when you, when you know it's not the truth. So yeah, when you know it's not the truth. I in some cases, yes. I would say yes. In some cases, I would say yes. That's what I would do. In some cases, I would say yes. So, yeah, I would say, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always that one person saying, well, when you want to have a baby, asking you all those questions, when you want to have a baby, how you mean? You know, when you're getting married, you know, I would say, <laughs> when hell freezes over. When hell freezes over, that's when I'm getting married and having a baby. 
That's what I would say. Yes. So the show is winding down. The show is winding down. Sorry about that noise, y'all. Yeah. Back to the yeah. basically almost to the end. Yep. Let's see. So so Beyonce's dad is speaking out. He says It says, oops, Beyonce's father blames record label for lack of album of the year win at Grammys. So he's blaming the record labels. I don't know how they determine who gets nominated. I don't know. I know, like, for the NAACP, the, the fans are the ones who vote who wins the awards. And I like it that way. I like it that I have a vote in who wins the award. I think the Grammys, not only should they have their people who vote, but they should also let the fans vote. They should also let the fans vote. Right? They should let fans vote because, the reason why I say that, and because then those artists who are nominated will finally get their award. Like when I'm looking at the characters, I'm like, okay. Whose album am I listening to on repeat? That's how that's how I look at it. Whose music am I going to when I want to listen to music? And if whoever's in the category with Beyonce, if it's an artist I never heard of or I don't I don't play music, I probably would choose Beyonce over them. That's why I said earlier about and I said earlier about um like going to Spotify, listening to these artists' music, and see which one that I can tolerate more because these are artists I don't listen to. So I need to see who I can tolerate more, and I know I can tolerate Beyonce. I can tolerate Coco Jones. I can tolerate SZA. I can tolerate Jan- Janelle Monet, Victoria Monet. I can tolerate those those artists, right? I can tolerate those artists, but there are some like see rap category. You know, I do like hip rap, hip hop. You know, I do like it. That's going to be a hard category for me to judge, to vote for, to vote to see who gets the award because. There's going to be artists on that list that I don't even listen to. Like, I know who Drake and 21 Savage is. 
but I don't listen to them. I know who Killer Mike is. If out of all, everybody who was in that category, the only person I would listen to was Killer Mike. I don't listen to Travis Scott. Um, so yeah, so Killer Mike would have got my my vote off the rip because. Because it's always hard to know. It's always artists on the list you don't know. It's like, I don't listen to this. And then just think about it. People voting who don't even listen to rap. So what are they basing their decision on? That's another thing to think about. What are these people basing their decision on being that they don't listen to rap? Let's get back to this. Uh, let's see here. Since Matthew knows does not play about his famous kids. Mr. Knows recently shared his thoughts on his daughter's Beyonce's lack of album of the year wins at the Grammy Awards. While speaking with TMZ, he said that he believes Beyonce's record label, Columbia Records, it's partly to blame for her not winning the coveted award. While getting info while getting info on this topic, he also suggested that the label may have favored Adele, who's also signed to Columbia Records. <clears throat> that is true. He is right about favoritism when it comes to labels. That part he's he's right about. When it comes to labels, he is right about favoritism. Because if you remember Olivia, who was signed to G-Unit, before she was signed to G-Unit, signed to the same record label as Alicia Keys. Right? I think Alicia was signed before her. I think. I'm not sure. But the label paid more attention to Alicia then they did Olivia, and Olivia dropped a song. Yeah, people liked the song. She had a buzz, and then that buzz died down because the label was so focused on Alicia that if you mention Olivia, you're going to have people saying, who? There are people who know who she is, and there are people who remember like, Olivia who? As a new artist coming into this business, being signed to a label that has made it sound like Beyonce, uh, uh, Lisa Keys, and if, if we're signed, if me and Alicia are signed to the same label at the same time, Alicia Keys is a, you could say, I wouldn't say a child prodigy, but you can say, she writes, she plays the piano, she sits, so she does all of that. So who they're going to put more focus on? They're going to put more focus on Alicia. And then you also have to think of the... um. Also, who is assigned, what A&R is assigned to the artist? 
You understand what I'm saying? Like, if I'm the A and R, I'm like, okay, this song is okay. We can we can use this as a as a single and make a video, put out a video. We can do that. You know, I'd be like, we can do that. I'm like, we can do that. Remember, I shared the story with y'all. With Fantasia, how she had a song on her album, this is years ago, and she did a little concert, and the people loved that song, and she went to, to her aunt, to her team and said, they asked them if they could make this song a single, and they said no. And that album that that song was, I can't remember the name of the song, the album that that song was on didn't even do too well. I think labels need to start listening to their artists when it comes to picking what song should be singing. Because you know what usually happens is the songs that are never singing are the ones that, that are people's favorite songs off the album. That's the crazy thing, is that their favorite song are cuts that were never singles. Who I was just watching. I think it was Case when he was on R and B Money, and I don't know if it was Case or was somebody, and they said. They were talking about a song that's on the album that was one of their biggest songs but was never never released as a single. <laughs> like if an artist tell you I think this should be the this should be a single. It don't have to be the lead up single, but it still should be considered should be a single off the album. But it wasn't, but it's the that's the song people love the most. It's always those hidden gems on the album that people love more than what the artists put out as their singles. Yep. Crazy. That's why I say if you go the independent route, you ain't got to worry about somebody telling you no, I don't think you should put that out as a single. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you should have people there to listen, that give you feedback on your song that you're going to put on your album. When you're you're independently and you do that by yourself, you know, independently, You don't even have to really drop an album. You can keep dropping singles. You can keep dropping singles. And somebody did that too. They didn't put an album together. They didn't put out an album. They just keep dropping songs as singles. And basically, you can say, well, 
they put out so many that that could be an album. See, the new artist put out a single, Touch the Waters, to see if people like it. Like, work on the album, like, work on songs that you will put on the album, but always put, put one out to test the ones to see if people like it. And if you're getting that good feedback, right, you're getting good feedback, then you say, okay, this is going to go on the album. And the other song that you are thinking of putting on the album just put a little snippet out, have people listen to it and give their opinions. And somebody here and say, oh, I need the full version. If people are hitting you up and saying, oh, I need the full version of this, then you know these are the songs you should put on your album. Because you don't want to put out an album and only three songs is good out of the whole album. You don't want that. You want to make a classic album that people can play from beginning to end that you have songs on there that are repeatable that people can listen to over and over and over and over. Yep. That's what you want. You understand what I'm saying? That's what you want. I do not know reading that news um, article from Hollywood and Locke about Matthew Knowles, I did not know Adele was on the same label as Beyonce. <laughs> That's crazy when you go um when you you and your label mate that you cool with is nominated for in the same category. <laughs> and it's like who they're gonna show when you think about it. Yep, who who is the record labels? Not record labels. The people at the awards. Like at the Grammys, not the Grammys, but like other awards, like who are they going to show favoritism to? I'm sure if I some people might say, well, Taylor has the better album. When Beyonce went up against Adele, they might say Adele had the better album. Yep. I'm just saying. They may say that. That's what I want to talk about before we officially out of here. <laughs> Lord. Mm. Silence there. I'm feeling like I can't breathe right now. It's annoying me.
So, yeah. Call it a night. I appreciate you rocking with your girl. Well, six and one of the radio subscribers. We'll be back again next Tuesday with another great show. And if you always want to join in, you can call 845-277-9356. That's 845-277-9356. So 424-243-9617. Press the one to go live that lets us know. Now, if you want to participate in the show and give your opinion on the topics that we are discussing, so we discuss and I'll be back at eleven PM with another show called the Indian Experience and be nothing but the best in any music. That's right. And on six hours video we got the children's Bible study at four o'clock. And then at 7 is Bible study. And this is all in Missionary Kin. So if you tune in, if you want to hear the word given by Missionary Kin. Um, so. Oh, boy. Now I'm doing this, so you know what that means. And I'm sure a lot of us go through that. When we yawn, one good yawn starts a yawn fast that we keep yawning and you can't stop yawning. <laughs> I guess my, my body telling me you're tired. <laughs> go late, go to sleep, go to bed. But I can't. I got another show to do. Um... Let me check again. Okay, so I see someone from the 216 area code keep calling in and then staying for a while and hanging up. They're not pressing the one to join the live. This show is almost over, so I am not opening any mics. I'm not opening any mics. <laughs> So, yeah, sorry, but if you didn't press the one to go to let me know you wanted to go live, I'm not opening any mics. You can sit and listen. Um, so, see you at 11 p.m. If you have any topic suggestions that we could talk, to talk about, and you would like for us to talk about on Six and Roll, you can go to the Six and Roll Facebook page on Facebook and send, shoot us a message and say, here's a topic you should talk about. Then what we normally do is talk about what's going on in the news or, you know, through social media. Oh, and I didn't mention, but... I'm going to mention it now. For those of you who watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, a new season is coming, but Candy Burris will not be on the new season. She decided to not return to Real Housewives of Atlanta. She said that Bravo had them in limbo, meaning that 
they wasn't sure if they was bringing the show back or not. So that had them in limbo, and while they were in limbo, she started on some new projects, and it's going to take her time, that's going to use up her time, so she won't have time to do housewives. Not to say that after this new season, that if they decide to do another season, that she she may come back. So they say um, that Housewives is bringing back Portia and Kenya. So you will see familiar you will see familiar faces on the new when the new season comes. You will see familiar faces. But you want to know what's crazy? Is that when when the show started so many years ago, that not everybody who was was married. If the show was called Real Housewives of Atlanta and everybody who was a part of it wasn't a real housewife, then you're not being authentic to the name of the show. Because we had Nene, she was married. When Tandy started, she wasn't married, but she wound up, while doing the show, that's how she met her husband now. Uh, When Portia started, she was married, but then they wound up getting a divorce. Um, Who else? Phaedra, when she was on there, she was married. Sheree, when she was on there, she wasn't married. But it did, you did get to see who her ex was. Um, think of who else. Kim. Kim, the only white, the only white girl. She wasn't married at the time. Until you see in one of the episodes where she records who she's married to now. Um, Cynthia Bailey, the supermodel Cynthia Bailey, she was on there, but she wasn't married until until she married Peter. And you see her and Peter's relationship throughout the show. But before... Before uh, she had a man, but she wasn't married. This show is called Housewives. A lot of these franchises, none most of the women ain't married. Ain't married. So they really not being true to the title. When you think about it, Candy. Besides Nene, before Nene left, Candy, Nene was the longest housewife on the show until they let her go. And then it wound up now, it was Candy, it's Candy, and Candy was the longest, besides Nene, was the longest running house. Because Candy wasn't there first season. She came in... I think she came in either second or third season. I think Candy was introduced second or third season. 
Because if you remember, season one was Nene Sheree. It was uh, NBA player Eric. I can't remember. I don't know if his last name was Snow, I think. Eric Snow, I think. NBA player Eric Snow, his wife. She was on the show. Um, Kim. Um, who else? Oh, gosh. Nene Sheree. Eric Snow's wife. I can't remember her name. Um, I think Cindy, if I'm... I, I can't remember... I can't remember, but, so, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to enjoy my little time I have before my next show. And um, I'm going to enjoy my time, and then I'm going to do my next show. So I'm going to say peace, more love. I appreciate you always. Um, and we're going to end out as always with we started the show with this. We're going to end the show with this. As I appreciate you. 90 seconds. So here we go. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Hey, baby. I will be there shortly. Hope you are correct. Hope the food is ready. 60 seconds. Wait. Love ya. Really? Was it worth it? Now he'll never make dinner, never again, and several people won't make it home. Texting. It can wait. No texting while driving. Brought to you by Six Eyes Radio. Ten seconds. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.